It's getting stranger by the second People you never met with Getting angered by your mention And at your coronation You can sense all the dissension Homies say they down But really mad at your ascension You try to split the pond Cop the Jesus peace Just to cover the debt I must admit Last summer was lit Now I walk up in this bitch Like it's money to get Really think we lost the culture I wish that we could start it over Take it back from these heartless vultures And give it back to these righteous soldiers This ain't mad, this a... Alright, so back at it again for another one. This is Connecticut's most controversial podcast. This is the Domino Effect. And as always, I go by the name of Domino. And I'm here in Brooklyn. I'm here at Platform Studio. Shout out to Ryo. Shout out to my man in the uh, room. I forgot his fucking name already. Shout out to him on the boards. And uh, the guest I got today, if you read it in the title, you already know. But every time this nigga comes to Connecticut, I seem to miss him. Shout out to Bria Simone for throwing the alley you, but couldn't finish the shit. So, you know, I'm out here in Brooklyn, came to where he's from, you know, so he don't have to go that far to meet me somewhere. So we got artists, journalists, and pretty much the head of genius. We got Rob Markman in the building. Wow, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. First of all, appreciate you coming to Brooklyn. Yeah, you know. For sure, you know what I'm saying, to make this happen. I know we've been talking about it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you know. I thought you was curving me a little bit, but it's all right. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, man. It just gets so busy, but, you know, I I try to be as genuine as possible. So if I say Mm -hmm. I'm going to do so much, you know. I hear you. How's everything, man? Everything been great, man. I can't complain, man. Like, everything's been good. Busy, but, you know, I always say busy is better than the alternative. Right. We used to pray to be busy. Yeah, you know. Exactly. So yeah, man, everything is good with genius with the music and yeah. How's your Father's Day? Father's Day was cool. Um, what did I do for Father's Day? I went to go see my old man. Oh, you for did Father's Day. Um, for, for for the most part, okay. you know, hung out with my kids or whatever. But it was low key. But I wanted to go see my my pops. I'm just at that point too, where it's like I'm really starting to appreciate my pops even yeah. more. Like when I see all the things that's just happening around me. I'm grateful for the lessons that he taught me. So, you know, I, I, I try to spend as much You kind of see the time. shit that you put him through? Yeah, a little and bit. your kids? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. But I catch all of it before it comes. It's like, my, I got good kids, man, but I, I want, like, I see it. Before y'all about to do it, I see what y'all yeah, about to do. Yeah, because I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, it's, it's all good. But it was beautiful, man. It was blessed, man. Word. All right, so SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever the fuck you get your podcast, we are there. Domino Effect Podcast at gmail.com. For any comments, questions, or concerns, if you want your question answered in uh, the what segment, you can reach me there. That's Domino Effect Podcast at gmail.com. So, just going to get into your business real quick and see what's sure. going on with you. So, first, first and foremost, congratulations on the new album. Thank you, appreciate it. Congratulations on performing that Rolling Loud. <laughs> yeah. Now, how is that performing that Rolling Loud? Your name is on the bill. Your name is in the back on the big screen. You actually getting off stage and performing. How how did that feeling? That was unreal feel? because I, I mean, again, like we pray for times like this, like mm. <laughs> to quote me, right? Like you really, I, you know, I dreamed it. Like I seen it, like in my head. Mm. You know, being on stages that big and, and to actually bring it to reality was amazing. Um. Somebody had made a comment when I posted the Rolling Loud Fly and my name was on it. They was like, damn, you know, 21 Savage was one of the headliners mm. um, on on the night that I was supposed to go. He was on the original flyer. And, and somebody was like, yo, Rob just interviewed 21. Mm-hmm. And now he's performing on, at the same festival. With right. Him. 
I looked at the lineup and I said, yo, I interviewed like 75% of these artists and I'm on the bill with them. So, you know, that that was cool just to be recognized as an artist Mm. within the group of of artists that are doing amazing things. Um, Mm. So, you know, shout out to Tarek and the whole Rolling Loud team. That that was a dream come true. Boy, I had fun on that stage, I bet you did, yeah. Yeah. I I saw the little clips of you, you know, you was doing your thing, bouncing, you know, you was performing. Yeah. Real artist shit. Yeah, nah, absolutely. And, and you know, we was on the big stage, like mm-hmm. you know, and and you realize how much you have to work to perform on a stage that big. It gave me a new appreciation mm. and made my 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 goals bigger. Um, you know, I've performed before mm. on many stages um, for years, even before people knew I rap, even right. before I was a journalist. But that big stage, you see a guy like Travis Scott on that stage, and he has the fireworks and he mm-hmm. has everything going for All him. Theatrics, yeah. You know, and, and God bless him. He like he's an amazing performer. Mm. But it's because you that stage is so big. You need things going yeah. on like to get up there and just rap. Yeah, ain't enough. Yeah, like like Instagram, you got to really put on the show. Instagram it looks more, but then when you get out there, I bet it's like at least 30, 40 feet, fifty yeah. feet more than that probably. Yeah, now nah, it, it was a workout, but it was dope, man. I you know ain't use no. I rapped over my instrumentals. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't no full track. Yeah, it was no track, yeah. Half rapping. Like, See? I was up there <laughs> rapping, and I was up there moving, and we did a freestyle, and it was cool. The reception was dope. It's dope, man. Now, was that your proudest hip-hop moment? Wow. Um, that's a good question. I, you know, I, I think maybe my proudest moment was just getting the first project out. Okay. The Right to Dream project. Um just because everything starts with there, that having the courage to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I always knew I could do it. Um, there was people who told me I couldn't. And, and sometimes, I, I guess somewhere along the way, you start to believe them. Mm. And the biggest hurdle was having the courage to say, hey, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what nobody say, if they like it, if they hate it. Like, mm. this is me. I'm, 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 I've always been an artist. I always made music. Like, mm. man, I'm not hiding it no more. And I'm putting it out. So I, I think that moment... Where I put that first project out, the first Right to Dream project in 2017, was like the moment for me that that felt super proud. Okay. Now, what did that solidify for you when you put that first project out? You was like, hey, now I'm an actual rapper. It's, it's no more talking. I got an actual yeah. album out. People can listen to. This ain't just a pipe dream. This is yeah. something you can touch and listen to. It solidified to me that that I could do anything, mm. that it's no limits to this thing. And really what happened was, because I had got so far in my career as a journalist, I didn't think I was going to make it this far, mm. like even in life, like, you know what I mean? Um, coming from where I came from and being surrounded by some of the things that I was surrounded by, I didn't think I was going to make it this far. Mm. But even as a journalist coming up, like, you know, first thing when I got into the game, I, I would only write album reviews in the back of the saucer back of double xl that's mm. kind of how they started you out back right, in the print right. era um then when i tried to transition into camera when i was at double xl i did some on camera things and it was like nah that on camera thing ain't for you mm. but sway when i got to mtv sway helped foster that and help kind of mentor me in that way and now i'm doing on camera stuff now the things i'm doing at genius mm-hmm. like even when i first started as a journalist i was told by certain people that I wasn't going to be able to do the things that I'm doing now as a journalist. Right. So releasing the music just solidified, like, yo, it is it, it, nothing you can't do. And not just for me, that goes for anybody. Like, yo, you could do it, yo. Like, you know, I, I don't know how many I'm going to sell at the end of the day. I don't know right. how many platinum plaques I'm going to get. I don't mm. know how many number one records I'm going to get. And, and those are still goals and things that I'm shooting for. Mm. 
But before even that, you got to get it out. Right, yeah. Anybody could put a record out. If you really think about it, like, what's Anybody stopping could, you? Yeah. Like, it's, it's nothing to get a tune We've heard them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so now that the music is out now, after the first project, it's like, yo, I want to compete. Mm. Um, and not compete in, in the sense of necessarily battle mm-hmm. somebody, but I want to make sure my raps, my skill, my talent, my music is, is good enough to be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, so just existing is not the goal anymore. It's like, nah, y'all got to put me in the conversation. And that means I got to push myself. Yeah. Now, being a rapper now, you have to have that bravado. Like, yo, I'm the best. Any nigga that come against me on the track, I got to rip them up. Right. So you got to have that. Now, is that conflicting as an interviewer? It was like you sit across from a nigga like, yo, I'm better than this nigga. Nah, because <laughs> because I was doing that before I was putting music out. Like I said, I was always, <laughs> you always I was, in your head. Yeah, I was always making music. Like that's mm. the thing that people. I didn't just start making music. Um, you know, I used to go by different names back in the day and stuff mm. like that. Like I've had stuff on Two Dope Boys and now, right? Like mm. back in the blog era. Like I've performed in and around New York City, open mics. I've done battles, so I've always rapped. Um, you know, a lot of cats and kind of the NY scene locally know that and know me from that. Mm. So there was times I would interview artists from the very beginning. And I'm like, like, man, I could rap better. Rap this guy. way better. Than this nigga. Um, so uh, you know, there's a little bit of, of that, but really the main competition is myself. Right. Like right. I'm just trying to outdo me. I'm not. I'm not looking. You know. Mm. Um, and you know, I'm I'm realistic with it. I'm just trying to really make the, a better track than what I made yesterday. Right. You know. <laughs> now it's too late at the wait. Came out May eighth. What's mm-hmm. been the reception of that project so far? It's funny. Reception has been really good. You know, I think for Right to Dream, I think the first project, the reception was good and people were surprised that them knowing me as a, as a journalist, mm. that I could rap as well as I could rap. It was like, oh, wow. Yo, okay. He could actually rap. Yeah, yeah. And, but, I, you know, I didn't know if people saw it maybe as a gimmick or a novelty or just something I wasn't going to be like one and done. Mm. And I think it's too late at the wake. One, I think the music is way better. I push myself to get better. Definitely. And that's kind of the feedback that I've been getting. Like, damn, this is better than the first project. Mm-hmm. Yo, like, maybe he's really for real with this, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's kind of what the reception is. Is, is I think people seen the, the how much better I got from the first project to the second project and are taking it a little more seriously. Mm-hmm. Now, is there anything that can happen in your rap in your rap career that would make you put journalism to the side? Nah, I don't think so. I, nothing that I see in the foreseeable future. Um, you it know, will, my, but what if you get one? Like, what's one? Like, like if you get one, like it's on the radio. You got a video out. It's bumping in cars. You know, you can't go nowhere. Everybody know that Rob Markman song. It's it, you know what it really is. It boils down to time. Mm. What will I have time to do? Okay. So I'm I'm not planning on it. I have no desire to leave journalism. Like it all stems from a love of hip hop. Right, yeah. You know, so you know, if I catch one and I could still do interviews and have a record on the radio and, and do genius, I love genius. Like we set out for a mission mm-hmm. and I'm having fun doing it. I, I think it's more of a question of will the success make more demands on my time mm-hmm. that I can't invest in the other things that I love. But you know, my whole thing is, I mean, this the generation, I mean, look at Jay. Look at, you know, Diddy is another one. Like, nobody tells them what they can't do. Right, like, they right. don't limit themselves. You know what I'm saying? Remember when Jay broke into sports? Yeah. Scott Boris, it was the whole thing how they was like, yo, you can't really mm-hmm. be in sports. And they, they looked down on him. Mm-hmm. And he broke that wall. So it's right. like, 
I didn't start rapping to leave journalism. I, I I did it. One of the things I did to hopefully inspire other people, like yo, you don't have to be defined by one thing. You could you could hustle more than one way. Mm-hmm. Now the title is too late at the wake. Yeah. Now that's that's you saying, hey, I gotta live this dream now because tomorrow anything could happen. Yeah. Now is this you looking to get flowers or give them or both? Both. Both. It's both. It's, it's, it's you know, I, I believe you, we got to give people the flowers right. while they could still smell them. And, and, and that's been a lot of my mission. You know, I often get criticized for it. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm too complimentary mm-hmm. to artists, but we got the best genre of music in the fucking, the fucking world. world. You know, I, I seen Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace. You know, there, there's people who, who... I'm glad Nipsey is getting his flowers, but I, I wonder... I see there's people who I see tweet about Nipsey every day who have mm-hmm. changed their avatar to Nipsey Hussle, who have the marathon flag marathon on, on, on their Twitter names and handles. And you see how loved Nipsey is. Mm. I just hope Nipsey knew how loved and appreciated he was while he was still here. I don't think he did. And that's the shit that bothers me a lot. Because I really think about Nip every day. Right. Like, in some shape, form, or fashion. It was like, yo, this nigga's really gone. Right. And at least once a week, I'm listening to a Nipsey project, whether it be, you know, Crenshaw mm-hmm. or the Victory Lab or whatever. And for his music to blow up the way it did... After his death and people seeing how dope he is and the philanthropy and everything that he's been doing, mm. that shit bothers me to no end. Like, I can't even explain, like, how much that bothers me. It's like... But there's a chance he might have known Nip- Nipsey and I I, 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 I knew Nipsey, mm. you know, and, and he was somebody that I considered a friend and somebody that I admired. I mean, you mm. know, I worked at XXL. Right. I was part of the staff when we did the freshman, freshman cover, cover when Nipsey was on. Right. Like, you know, I, I, Nip... Um, I've heard albums that didn't come out early mm. on from when Nip was signed to Epic and, and with Yo Raw come to the studio play this album all the way up to Victory Lap Yo mm. Raw want to play this album for you um, I think he knew mm. uh, you, you know he might not have seen it maybe not to this magnitude mm. but that was a man who was, who, who was so confident in his vision and his art mm. and his mission and uh, you know I, I, I think I think one was the belief in himself but I think he's seen how Maybe it wasn't the mass amount of people that loved him, but the people the people who loved him, mm-hmm. I think, helped fuel him. So I, you know, I think he's seen parts of that. But you know, I, I, I wonder, just in and and just to be clear too, it's too late at the wake. I had that title and that concept before Nipsey's death. It, mm-hmm. it just so happened it came out around the around time, the time. When, when it's really a topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and. It's like, yo, you got to give people the flowers while they can still smell them. Like, you know, I I, th- I think about people just in your life, right, mm-hmm. who you go through it with. And you'd be like, damn, is this, could this be the last conversation I have with right. my homie? I had that I, shit all the time. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, all, the, all the time. Be like, yo, am I, is this going to matter in like a year or so? Right. And, 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 you know, I was going through things. Like, you know, I, I have a friend that I, I grew up with. Mm-hmm. That I used to rap with, I used to do all types of things with one of one of my best friends. Mm. Growing up, we don't talk no more. Between mm. like in during me making this album, mm. and I think about it, I saw him at a funeral. I saw him at another friend's funeral, mm. and I thought maybe like this is where we might bury the hatchet. Mm-hmm. So I went up to him to give him a pound and a hug. You know how we greet each other, yeah. Like, yeah. You know we had my man's funeral, man. Let me go up and give him a pound and a hug, and and we were in front of people that knew. Mm. And, it, you know, it was almost like Jay. It was like coming to age. You, yeah. you know how they talking about the tension between them, mm-hmm. but nobody noticed yeah, the yeah. tension between them. But this tension. So this is me and my man. So 
there's a bunch of people around us. Nobody really knows what we're going through, but we know. Mm. So I go to give him the pound and the hug, and I give him the pound, and he stops me, and he puts his forearm mm. and prevents me from giving the hug. And I said, oh, I know what type of time we on. All yeah. right. And I just left it. You know what I'm saying? And maybe mm. I'm wrong, maybe he's wrong. Mm. But these are things that's going through my mind. Because at a funeral, you could you could fix it. Yeah, yeah. Or you should be able to fix it. That's supposed it. to be the time. Like, yo, you see what happened. That could be one of us. I don't want but this may, shit to. But maybe not. Maybe I ain't go about it. Maybe my, my olive branch needed to be verbal. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was whatever. But he on his type of time, on my on my type of time. But if it ends tomorrow, mm-hmm. somebody who I love, sincerely, who I came up with, mm-hmm. that might be the last interaction that we have. So all of this is going through my mind. Listening, you know, recording is too late at the wake. So mm. it's about giving people flowers, but it's but it's also about give me my flowers too. I'm great, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I believe in me. Like don't, you know, and especially and on the other side is the rapping tip. Like I know what my music, I know what this transition of me moving mm. into music is doing. I see how it's inspiring people. I th- I think, you know, if you if I'm gonna be real, because anybody can look it up. It's all public. Mm. If you look on Spotify, like my, it's not streaming crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? My numbers is not, I'm not viral yeah, off of yeah, it. Yeah. But let me tell you something. The, the, the people that DM me, mm-hmm. the, the the fans, after I was done with Rolling Loud, instead of chilling backstage with the rest of the artists, I went to the crowd mm-hmm. and kicked it with fans and met fans. The, the messages that I got, the things that people tell me, I'm talking about everyday people, not industry people, mm-hmm. about how this music is affecting them. Mm-hmm. How it's inspiring them to pick up and do the dreams that they want to do. Mm-hmm. I know what my mission is and I, I I know it's important and the music might get its props when I'm gone like maybe that's mm. just the way the dice roll but I'm I'm like man, give it to me now it's too late at the wait man mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and I'm grateful for the people that love me but don't don't love me in silence like yeah, right. you know, cause I'm not the type of I'm very verbal with I'm like a goddamn cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You like some, you If let I like some, I say it. And I don't give a fuck if you sold 10 million or 10 copies. Mm. Like, there's a bunch of artists that'll tell you on Twitter. Like, sometimes when I had the time, and if I'm not busy, and somebody was like, yo, Rob, I just want you to listen to this. Mm. I might listen to your joint, and I'm going to give you feedback. It might not be nothing I could do for you. That don't mean I could bring you the genius or whatever. Right. But we could chop it up because I don't approach this shit like I'm better than nobody but mm. you know give me the same respect that I give I and, and and there's a little bit I got there was a little bit of a chip too because I feel like I wasn't getting the respect that I deserve mm. from certain people too so it, it was a lot of meaning, meaning so that it's too late at the wake mm-hmm. now you give a fuck about that admiration from certain people like you do this for you mm-hmm. you know th- this is to get your dream out your your thoughts your your feelings this whatever now do you still give a fuck about validation from certain people like do people have to say hey you did it for you to feel like i won yes and no right okay because i i, I think one you're right I, I do it totally for me right mm. but in being an artist that I, 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 I think i think artists crave that mm. kind of validation that's yeah. important and, and and from certain people that like, you know, the thing that bothers me, it, it, uh, don't bother, bothers a strong word, but I see certain people downplay it when it's like, come on, B. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. come on, man. But but at the same time, I can't complain, man. I, I seen I seen people give it up publicly. Mm-hmm. I seen Nicki Minaj give it give it up publicly. Like that was dope. Like Pusha, mm-hmm. you know, one one of the crazy things, I didn't send Pusha my album. I sent him a couple joints when I was working on it. And when I dropped and he and Pusha probably gave me the best kind of advice. Mm. Like I was sending him joints, and and he 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 was just like, "Now nah, when you get back in the studio, 
do it like this. This is how you got to do it. So Pusha gave me like some advice that I could use before I dropped the first project. Mm. But I didn't send him the project. I just put it out. And when I put it out, I dropped a song called I Don't Want to Wait was my first single. Mm. And Pusha's just tweeting bars. He's not even at me. He's just yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, yo, because I said, um, you know, if you listen to my song, I don't want to wait. It's about me saluting my OGs. You know, when I was at a certain age, a real impressionable age, my older brother went to jail. And that mm. was a guy that I looked up to. And my best friend around the same time, his older brother got murdered. Mm-hmm. So we was wilding because we ain't have the two guys that we looked up looked to were gone. And we out here feeling like we was doing shit we had no business doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I had one OG who who was a hustler. He was about ten, eight to ten years older than me. Mm-hmm. He used to hustle when he took me under his wing. We used to chill at his house. You know, he used to break us off with money, whatever we wanted. Mm-hmm. And he was living that lifestyle. So I'm seeing that. So after a while, I'm like, yo, put me Let on. Let me get down. And he was going to smack fire out me. He was like, yo, this ain't for you. Like, why you think I'm over here, mm. but I'm not grooming you for this. This shit ain't for you. Yeah. And I didn't realize the importance of what he did until years later. So I don't want to wait as a homage to that. Like, so I had this lyric where I said, and I'm saluting this man for 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 not putting me in the game, not taking advantage of me. And I had a lyric that said, um, I could have been a crash test dummy pumping for hammering bones, beepers, and sneaker money. Because mm. that's what we was wearing at the time. You had a fresh hammer bone, you, you, you know. You was doing You it. was doing something. And that's all we wanted, man. Just pay my beep of some Jordans. Mm. And Pusha quoted that lyric. And I was like, damn, that was the realest shit. Yes. Because it, it wasn't like an ill bar. Mm-hmm. But I think if, if you come from that life. And I, I, I didn't do the shit that Pusha did coming up. Yeah, you I was on the other side of it. Yeah. But for him to pick up on that line specifically, I'm like, yo, he guessed it. Like I mean, maybe he, he might have known a kid like me coming mm-hmm. up. You know right. what I'm saying? He might have done the same thing. I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, Royce has been supportive. Um, Wale has been supportive. Mm. I saw, I saw Crooked Eye give it up during he mm. Crooked. He has Crook's Corner with Hip Hop yeah. DX, and mm. him, him and Daylight were talking, and they both gave it up. And you know, the, the Daylight come from that battle circuit. Crooked mm-hmm. one of the rawest to ever do it for right. me for me to get a nod from those guys. And me and Daylight aren't even I had met him after. It wasn't like we was friends or they, he was doing the homie thing. Like mm. so you know I, 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 I get it from 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 certain from certain people. But you know I think artists kinda crave validation. I I I just think it's to a certain degree where it becomes I think we all do. Yeah. Yeah a little bit. So now First track of the album, right? The new album. Kind of like a venting session. Yeah. It's kind of get some shit off your chest. Yeah. So what was going through your head or, or what happened that day that you just had to let that out when you was writing that? Um, It's funny, too. I wrote that. It wasn't a day that I wrote that. Mm. I wrote that over. I take my time writing. Um, mm. Most Def has this lyric, um, something pen hits the page. I start a rhyme. Sometimes I won't finish for days. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I, I always felt like it was something wrong because you hear everybody nowadays, it like everybody talk about how they just freestyle. I just go in the booth and freestyle. Go, yeah, 20 I'm minutes. That, I'm not that type of artist. Yeah. So I always related when most Def said that. I start a rhyme. Sometimes I won't finish for days. So I, I have maybe written this over the course of a week or whatever. But, mm. I, you, you know, it, it was just feeling like it, it was that venting session, like you said, like feeling like I'm not getting my just due like feeling like and, and it was personal it wasn't about the game in particular it was about certain people it was like yo there's certain people I put on for mm-hmm. like go to the ends of the earth for 
And I felt like I wasn't getting that same respect back. I wasn't getting that same love back. It wasn't mm. reciprocated. So that was about that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it was about, you know, certain like personal kind of relationships and personal people that you put on for. And then, then when it's your turn, mm. you know, the, the, they not, you know, nothing. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, you, you know, it just was what it was. You got a bar that everybody call me bro now, but only reach out when it's time for the rollout. Oh, that's real. So now, explain to me how, like, how important it is to keep that personal relationship, like, outside of business. Because I know a lot of niggas stay in business mode, like, 24-7, but they forget to, like, when does, when does humanity kick in? And, and, right. And, and it's cool. And that's why I said, too, I'm, I'm talking about certain people Term, yeah. with, with real relationships like my job is my job like mm. you know um being that genius is it's my job to kind of be on the pulse of what's going on mm. figure out what's happening and, and and figuring out ways that we we could create with artists you know what i'm saying so that's part of the job mm. but from the bros mm-hmm. like don't call don't you don't bro that. me don't bro me don't to bro death. me and then when when i when i need you mm. It's not like you get you get the runaround, the like, like yeah, be real. left on red. Yeah, be real industryed out. Mm. Um, and so so it was more for that. You know what I'm saying? The business is the business, it, mm. but it was more speaking to those personal relationships. Like, don't bro me to death, and then I, I don't hear from you. Mm-hmm. Don't don't hit me when you yeah. need me. To to time for your roll, and then sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes like genius don't make sense. Sometimes it, mm. I, I just can't do it. And I'm honest about that. Yo, this is not really gonna work right now for what we doing. Blah blah blah. Mm. And I'll be straight up with it. But come on, man. We man, you the bro. Da da da. Nah, we no, <laughs> no I'm not. We not. We What's ain't my birthday? Like that. Exactly. <laughs> What's my son's name? Mm. What's my mother's name? Right. Like you know what I'm saying? Simple like don't, shit. Yeah, don't pull the bro shit out when convenient. That's more mm. what that line was. Don't don't do the bro shit when it's convenient to you. You know what I'm saying? But isn't that kind of what you signed up for when you started in journalism? Probably. Where it was like. No, no. Well, not not yeah, so yeah. much that, but you know, they do only come to you when they yeah, need and, and you. when it makes when it makes sense. You know, there's this saying that if you can't be used, that you're useless. useless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you know that that's separating, that's fully understanding the industry that I'm in. Like you know, when when it's rollout time, it's like, man, what can we do? Mm. You know, I'm 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 talking more about the shit that just it just don't make sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like and, and like I said, I'll be honest. People will come to me and and. If I can't do anything, if I can't make something happen, I can't make it happen. Mm. And I'll let you know. But then it's like, yo, bro, but bro this and bro that. And it's like, come on, man. Don't bro don't bro me to death. Because there's some there's some people, when it's business, it's like, yo, mm. now's not the right time. Or this is not going to work for us. Or this is what I need to make work. It's not right. going to work. And, 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 and the business side of it is like, all right, we understand. We'll catch you on the next one. Let's figure it out. And you always keep the line of communication open. I'm talking about the ones that just try to bro you down. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not going to... After a while, it's not going to work, bro. Yeah, like, come it. on. <laughs> yeah. Now, how did you approach this project different from your last project? Um, How did I approach it different? You know, one one thing was I, I wanted to change the tempo from a performance aspect. Mm. Um, I I wanted more songs that I could perform um, mm. that, that will move a little bit. So that's why you get, like, the If I Should Die... Um, is one of those songs, and um, the greatest is one of those songs mm-hmm. with a little more bounce to it. Even Jehovah Witness got just a little more punch to it, and even Grown Man Gossip got a little more punch to it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the, the first project I think was more introspective. Like I had a song on the first project called Jason Zurt, which was like five minutes long. And yeah. It was a story track. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm performing that. Exactly. You know, I just, I just realized when I was doing shows the first time around, mm. as much as I love the music, it didn't really translate mm-hmm. in, in a live show. So, you know, I, I definitely wanted things that just moved a little more, that pushed the tempos up a little more. Um, had catchier hooks and things like that. Mm. Um, but besides that, just really elevating the lyricism and, um, you know, picking better beats. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I really locked in with two producers. Um, and, yeah, that that, that 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 was, you know, kind of the main things. And just getting mm. better. It was really, like, focused on just getting my pen better. Now, how long did this project take to record? Because um, you put out an album last year. Yeah, what what you came right back? Well, yeah, what happened was Right to Dream came out 2017 mm. in July. 2018, I put out eight singles. Eighteen singles. That's what it singles. was. Okay, yeah. So I, I damn near put out an album. Yeah. I just didn't want to put out an album. I was like, man, I just want to keep hitting y'all mm. singles. And then I said, okay, let me come back in album time. So I'm trying to think. I, I dropped it May 8th, right? Um, I'm trying to think. The first track I recorded, it took about a year, about a maybe year. eight months. Okay, you, you know what I'm saying? Um. Because I was in the midst. I would be recording stuff, and I'm like, nah, I'm going to hold this. So I'll start something, and I wouldn't finish. Mm. I would say about eight months it probably took okay. to, to get this one done. Now, how'd you go about the features on the album? Um, I just did what, what felt right, because features are weird, too, mm. Um, for me, being in, 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 in the industry. Like, you know, again, my, my job is my job, and my art is my art. So, mm. you know, I, I can't. It's a funny position once you start kind of playing the features game because mm-hmm. it's like I, I owe you a feature back, you know right? What I'm yeah, yeah. Like, like or something like that. But I, I really just worked with people. One, I think that complimented the record, mm. and people that I really vibe with in, in real life. It wasn't, um, you know, Styles P is on the record. Yeah, on a song called Next Check. That was big, and, and that Styles P gave it up. Styles mm. P DM me one day, or I DM'd him about something. It was about something totally different. Mm. And um, I think I, I think it was when matter of fact I know exactly when it was. It was when B dot when it was that whole controversy. Oh, that bad boy shit. If you know B dot said oh, that, yeah, um, that Mace was yeah man. So and it was wild, but you know. <laughs> so me me and, and B dot's the homie. Like that mm. happened in our that thing originated in our group chat. Like we me B dot Charlemagne Hovane mm. Kaz. Um, we have a group chat, and so that debate started in the group chat. Right. Charlemagne. Mm. Took it off to yeah. to the radio. Yeah, that's the that's the <laughs> shit. I don't, I don't really fuck with like yo. We kept this internal, keep it internal. But nah, it's Charlemagne, so I get it. Yeah, yeah, that's big homie. It was it was just funny. Plus, it's just rap debates. Like like Styles P wasn't offended, but nah, he was offended. He he was he wasn't hatefully offended. Yeah. Like it goes back to that thing, right? Do you need validation? Does does Styles P need validation from B Dot? No, that's Styles no. P. He's a fucking legend, but. There's the artist party, the competitive part. That's like what? Yeah, because you know. But I, I still, I still think with Styles, it's like, yo, who the fuck are you to to mention me and you yeah, know put it, me yeah here? But like, it's love between. I, I, yeah, I, I know yeah, for yeah. a fact it's love between yeah. them. Like he don't feel no type of way. But still, um, <laughs> like, still Yonkers. But but I, I I had hit Styles. We we were talking about it, um, and he was like, oh, by the way, mm. I see what you're doing with your rap shit. And I respect it. Mm. If you need a verse from me, just holler. And a couple of months had passed, or maybe a month, some sometime. And I did next check, and I had the verse and the hook. Mm. And um, I said, "Damn, styles sound good on this." So 
I woke up in the morning, you know, Styles is up on his early morning shit. Right. I sent him the record early that morning. He was like, yo, just send it. I sent it. Mm. And he sent the verse back the same day. Wow. Like, and this is this is a legend. Mm-hmm. This is like Stone Cold Spitter. Styles. Like, Styles right yeah. now, I don't know if you know, like, he's in work mode. Like, he, he yeah, dropped four he's projects last out year. just projects after projects. Yeah, he's in such a zone. And, and I was so grateful. And then Chris Streets jumped on that as mm-hmm. well. And um, that's the homie as well. And so we did that project. And Chris Streets is just a friend of mine and somebody who I respect his ability. Mm. So, you know, that just happened organically. Um, I got a song called Last Supper at Babylon. Mm. With that's Bob. my shit. Yeah, man. Thank I love you. that. I love that song. That, that's <laughs> that shit hard. Punch and, and, and the Itchy Bond Don, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Willie B. And those are just the homies, two people that I respect. Me and Punch have been talking about doing music forever. Punch probably got albums of mine that I never put out. Really? Like, as far as, like, 2010, like, I was sent him. Okay. Shit and mm. and you know he was the president of TDE who was rapping and you know uh, you know I I, I think we just kind of clicked because maybe people didn't initially know us for for for, for, for music, music making but, music but yeah. he's super talented he got a new album coming out this shit is fire mm. um so Punch jumped on that record and Itchy Bondom jumped on that record again these are just pure organic relations these are just guys that I want to rap with cause, yeah and if you notice I don't think people even notice on um. Last up at ba- Babylon, I gave Punch. Me and Punch are having a, a little competition. Not a competition, not, not like going at each other, mm. but shit that rappers do. Yeah. I, I recorded mm. my verse first. Mm-hmm. And all I had was the verse. I didn't, I didn't have the hook. Willie B was like, y'all come up with the hook. Don't worry. Right, right. In my verse, I'm rapping the same word mm-hmm. for 16 bars. I didn't switch up the pattern. I'm going straight. Straight through. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, damn, how does the verse start? I'm bugging right now. Um, it's getting stranger by the second. People you never met were getting angered by your mention. Mm-hmm. And that's your coronation. You could sense all the dissension. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just using that. Yeah. So when I turned, when I sent it to Punch, I said, yo, try to see if you could use the same thing mm-hmm. for 16 too. Mm-hmm. So he did his. I don't even. I don't really rap for real. I just do this to keep my true intentions concealed. Mm-mm. So he's going sixteen. 16. Mm. So it was a competition. It was like rap exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Still um, sharp and still. Yeah. So so that like that's who I want to create with. Like yeah. I, I want to be able to do things like that that the fan might not even pick up, up on. Yeah. But we having fun. That damn sure did. Yeah. <laughs> to um, be real with you. So you know, there's that. That was a record. And then um, the hooks. My man Junior did. Jehovah's Witness, talented dude from Toronto, mm. and, and Yuri did a hook for me on Waves and Day One. Talented guy from Toronto, and, and and the singers that I hooked up with just did things on the album that I couldn't do. Mm. I, you know, I, I can't I can't do that dance hall, that reggae yeah, thing that, on Jehovah's Witness. Rhythm, but, yeah. but I knew what I wanted to hear because I'm mm. from Brooklyn. Like you understand, Foxy Brown, Broken Silence. I think Foxy is one of the best at on a street level of, of blending hip hop and reggae. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted Junior. And Junior's a singer, but he's Jamaican. Yeah, and yeah. he's from Toronto. He said, wait, hold on. And he just did I his got bad mind this. shit. And um, you know, so so it was just connecting with talented artists who you may not know or who may be on the rise. And Junior is actually popping. He got millions of streams. Mm. Um but it, it was about connecting with people that I actually enjoy being with in real life mm. and who could do things that I couldn't do. Right. Yeah. Now, who else did you reach out to for uh, features? Any Anybody that, you know, only only hits you when it's time for their rollout type <laughs> shit? Like, yo, I, I need a favor now. <laughs> nah, it, it wasn't like that. There was other people that I reached out to, mm. but and it just didn't work out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
but we were honest about that. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like animosity. Like, um, I say this logic was supposed to be on the greatest. I'm the greatest if nobody. Yeah, because he made a song called The Greatest on one of his albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that part is coincidental, but but when I had reached out, he was just like, he was finishing his album. And mm-hmm. he, he was doing two albums in the book. You see what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's wild. And so he he was straight up. He's like, damn, when do you need it, Bob? And I'm like, all right, I got to put it out this. I need it by the. He was like, yeah, I just don't think mm-hmm. I could get it in that time. Like, And, you know, there's nothing. <clears throat> There's no animosity there. Like he yeah, was straight yeah. up. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like that's the bro. It wasn't, wasn't like he played you. It was just nah, like, nah, 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 I'm busy. Yeah, you know? he was straight up. Like, yeah. and, and I get that shit. Like the the, the things that he he's working on. Um Me and Wale always talk about doing something, it just never work out. Mm-hmm. It's just like time and shit. But you know what I'm saying? That's that's another one. Like it ain't you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's fucking I think he's one of the illest. Yeah, let me like, right let now. me ask you some hip hop shit about Wale. Now, what do you what are your thoughts about his career and the music that he's putting out that's just not hitting for some people because I think he's been rapping his ass off for years and he just put he just put out a clip of Sun on Instagram I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that song is out but I like that shit but for some reason he's not in the same conversation with his contemporaries him and him and Big Crit I feel like put out amazing music right and it just don't fucking hit it, it, it just I, <laughs> I don't know what the problem is Wale I think the problem is who's having the conversation. Mm. I think we've allowed everybody to be in on the conversation. And if I'm being real, and especially when you factor in social media, there's no filter. Yeah. For so how do you know who's really a hip hop head? How do you know who's really listening? Mm-hmm. But everybody got an opinion. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think most people don't like rap. What do you mean? If I'm, <laughs> I think people don't like rap. I think people don't like rap. I think... I think like they like the culture of hip hop, but they don't like the actual music type thing. No, the actual no. art of rapping. Just the, oh, the art of rap. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. it, it's what it's what Kendrick, the mother, the motherfucking killer Mike, would be platinum. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. don't, I don't think like the, the the art of rap. You know, I I think Kendrick is an amazing rapper, mm. and but he's also amazing at songwriting and positioning himself. In a certain way to be at that top spot. Mm. Not that Wale isn't, but you know, it's a popularity contest now. Yeah, but I feel like he's done all the right things because that song that he had with G Easy, I felt like that shit should have been like that should have got yeah, him out of yeah, here. Yeah. Like that was that was an easy but, one. But the other thing is Wale's out of here. To who he has though? platinum records. He, like he like we gonna act like Lotus Flower Bomb wasn't a smash. If we, we talk act about, like Bad wasn't a smash. Like he has platinum plaques all on his wall. But like, if we're talking about validation, right? He's the number one of screaming from his soapbox. Yo, I'm dope. Why the fuck don't y'all see it? Why? Why am I not getting my flowers? Why am I right. not up there with the Coles and the Kendricks? And, 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 and that's why I say there's degrees to it, right? I, I think every artist feels like that. I mm. think I think any artist that says none of that matters to me I don't care about validation I'm doing this just for me mm. is lying I, but I think there's degrees to it and I, I think we've seen Wale on a large degree be very vocal about it when a lot of artists aren't mm-hmm. vocal about it um, but you know now he, he, I'm not gonna say it doesn't, I don't know if it bothers him still or not it has but, to <laughs> but, but he's been doing a good job he's like look man I just post about food like, <laughs> like, you know yo. he's been doing a good job of not, not letting Keep it trigger him to my him. daughter food yeah. and that's it but I, you know I also think it, I also think when social media is this thing when people knew that it bothers Wale 
So they keep picking at it. So it was the, it was the, they keep picking the, the at cool it thing to hate on, right. on Twitter and shit. And, yeah, and they don't, okay. but it's always the cool thing to hate on, yeah. on, on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, some it's a popularity contest now, even more mm. than ever, and it's always been so. Mm. But it's a popularity contest, and and there's certain people that I won't talk rap with mm. anymore, like because it's just like. Especially on Twitter, because it's just like anybody can yeah, say anything. Anybody can say any fucking thing. And, and what are we listening to? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. What's um, your What's your metric of hip hop? Like, what are you like? Who's your top five? That's how I That's how I judge people. Like, of who, all time, my top five favorite artists. Um, I mean, it goes Jay, Nas, Big, Pac, Scarface, for me. That's your personal. Yeah, that's or, my personal top okay, five. Cool. I mean, but when we talking about lyricists, mm. you know, and, and this is like artists, you know what I'm saying? And and but when you just talk about spitters, like. I don't know if anybody right now is rapping as good as Royce the Five Nine. Like at this point, at this last point in time, years, yeah. you know, I think Wale is up there in that conversation. I think Kendrick is up there in that conversation. Mm. I think Black Thought, of course. Black Thought. Um, I man, I just heard. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but Probably next this, week. Or this, okay, so it'll yeah. be out by next week. But the mm. new um, Benny the Butcher. Project I really fuck with his shit is constantly you know in rotation with me. Yo. Yeah, <laughs> butcher something. Else. He got a joint with Black Thought on there with him and Thought. Just there's no hook. They oh, just that's a rapping ass song. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, I really fuck with that shit. Pusha, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so, but you know, I I I enjoy rap. Like, I don't need a hook. I don't need a catchy hook. Mm-hmm. I don't need a, a like a, a like million a, followers. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know who I like. She don't even have songs. And she could rap like th- like this is just how much I I, I love the art of rap. Mm. There's, there's an artist by the name of Lady London, yeah, mm. and I talk about her all the time. She yeah. a lot of her songs. She she has a few songs out on SoundCloud, a couple of videos on YouTube, mm. but I think she's really just putting her her project together now. But the majority of her stuff is selfie style videos yeah. where she's just freestyling. Just freestyling, yeah, <sighs> sick. And I just fuck with the way she put words together. You know what I'm saying, like. I don't need her to. I want her to have success, mm-hmm. but her success or any artist's success is, d- doesn't validate for me how nice you are. Like, right. You can rap. You can rap. It's a, it's a lot of motherfuckers that can't rap, but they broke or they don't have that. Right. You know that star quality. And there's a lot of motherfuckers that can't rap that have yeah. that star quality. But they found and they, getting over. They found a way in that pocket. Yeah. It, that's a, that's all you need. You need to find a. I hate it, but it, you you need to find a gimmick. Yeah, and that's the absolutely. shit that I, I really hate where hip hop is going, where it's like you just need to do some dumb shit on social media. Cause like I talk about this with my boy all the time. Like, yo, if you want to get on, just diss somebody cool on social media. Like the whole Lil Pump shit. The only, only way he got on was saying fuck J. Cole. And then J. Cole responded, boom, Lil Pump. Yeah. But you know, it'll be interesting to see what Lil Pump is. Like, that was the first time. I've had a little pump conversation with anybody in a long time. <laughs> like, it, it comes as quick as it goes. Like, right. if that works for you, cool. Mm. But it's not sustainable. Right. For, eventually, you're going to have to rap. Yeah. And, and and if we really look at, regardless of popularity and what's hot, if you can rap, mm-hmm. you can have a 20-year career. 20-year Because career. the style is always going to change. There's mm. going to be a time when nobody wants to hear Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, yeah. Gucci Gang. But if you could rap, you could rap for that 20 shit don't years. don't age well, yeah. Again, we're talking about Styles P. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he might not be the number one guy on Billboard, but mm-hmm. Styles P is able to feed his family. Forever. Because he, he could always be, drop a project because he perform. could rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Look at Killer Mike. Killer Mike found new life with his run to Jules. Mm. He's almost 20 years into his career because he could rap. 
T.I. will always be able to put out an album because he could rap. Jay mm. will always be able to put out an album because he could rap. They may not be at the point where these are the number one guys anymore, but if you could rap, you could always put out a project. Eminem could put out, no matter what you feel about Eminem, he'll put out projects Listen, forever because his fans is in tune, and, and no matter what you feel, M could rap. I'm trying not to lose him in my top five, <laughs> but these last three men, I've been like, yo, M, you my nigga. You rhymed orange. I ain't that shit blew my mind when I heard it. <laughs> right. But nigga, you on some other shit right, right now, right. and I can't really fuck with it. But if you could, you know, rap. I think the rap part never goes out of style. Not, it may not over be the most popular, but if you could rap, you could you could put out a project. Like when you trying to like somebody album, and it's not just <laughs> you just hearing it like oh right. shit, and it's like oh right. I, love, I love this nigga, but right. he, he I don't yeah. know. So now back to your project, right now Raheem's funeral mm-hmm. was that a true story? Yeah. True story. Raheem's funeral is a record that um I tried to write for years. Okay. Um I had somebody very close to me who um was murdered. Mm. And we all know who was involved mm. in it. But it's so close to home you can't there's nothing you can do. It's you're fucked either every which way. Yeah. Being in the funeral home and and looking in that casket and seeing the reasons why or or like a catalyst to to why and having the front like it's all good right but also having the threat of it's not safe in this funeral home right now like also like you trying to hold it together but but there's other people who aren't and it could go down they not as Calm, cool, and collected. They're not as coach as I am. There's a lot of ignorant motherfuckers that are like, yo, just say the word. And grandmothers is here. Mm. Kids is here. I, I try to write that record so much. And that and that record, damn, it's crazy that you picked up on it. Because most people did. Most people just think it's about Juice. It's about the yeah. scene in Juice, Raheem's funeral. Yeah. When Pop comes and, and, and kisses the mother and, and he was the one who did it. Mm-hmm. I tried to write that record so many times and I and I couldn't through kind of writer's block through not wanting to give up too information because too much information because it's real and then bring you back bring yourself back to that emotion that you probably don't right. want to revisit. Um, and so I wrote it in a kind of a coded sort of way mm. where I wrapped it up in 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 in, in, in the mystique of juice. Mm. That was tough and that 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 was a, a personal. Super personal record to write. Um, it's even hard to talk about. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was it was a true story. You know what I mean? Okay. Now, um, I forget. I think it was it the first record that you you said you saw somebody do some one of your boys do some whole shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you still rock with him or y'all parted ways? <laughs> We still rock, but I definitely told him about it. I was just like <laughs> called him out on his shit. Yeah, I see my man do some whole shit. Talk behind this dude's back. He said some real cold shit. Mm. You know me, mind my business. I don't know shit. Mm. But you on the gram with him posing in a bro pic. Right. That's the other part. Don't bro me to death. It goes back to to the same thing. So it's like, on one instance, you kind of shitting on this dude. Mm. Who I'm cool with too, but you the homie homie, but you shitting on this dude. Right. And then I turn around. And the next day, y'all on the gram like, oh my God. I'm like, fam, what happened? Like, what? (laughs) So, you know, I, I clowned him for that. Um, 
but you know that 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 really happened. But it it, it just again go it, it goes back to that theme of it's too late at the wake. If that's really your man, right? Then let that be your man. Mm-hmm. Like don't you know what I'm saying? Say that to him, right? Yeah. But we're all human too, and we all make mistakes. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it's definitely like wow. Mm. You know, but yeah, that's me. And, and you know, if anybody knows me, that's kind of me. You know, me, my my business, I don't know shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I try don't to stay out the me. way, dog. Hey. But I saw you on the ground with him, and you posing in the bro pit. Mm-hmm. You got to love them or you leave them. Yeah, they said I was a shit, but fuck you because you believe them. It, it, it's just mm-hmm. kind of this. We either we gang all the way or we not. Man. Right. Like, yeah. You can't be like this half step of shit. Appreciate me while I'm still here. Hold it. Hold me down even when I'm not around and somebody talk crazy about me. Like, mm. you won't allow that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So now, taking it back to your first project, right? So that drops July 2017, I want to say? Yeah. Now, is that when you actually started, I guess, I don't want to say taking rap serious, but finally said, you know, fuck it. You know, I'm just going to do what I want to do and not worry about what outside sources have to say, what... You know, everyone else, I, I, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. This has been on my mind for so long. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was it. You know, it, it started, I was on The Breakfast Club promoting something with Genius. Mm. And um, Charlemagne was kind of clowning me. Rob, did you ever used to rap? You, mm. I hope you never used to rap, man. I'm, I'm glad that you, journalism is your mm. calling. And when your name put, was Dizzy Van Winkle. How the fuck are you going to talk? <laughs> nah, that, 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 that's, somebody. That's, that's the homie. But Charlemagne has this thing, and he's right. He was like, yo, make yeah. sure, if, live your dream, but make sure you live in your dream and not somebody Someone else's, else's dream. So he was asking me about that, and here I am on the biggest radio station in the culture, mm-hmm. in the world, and the biggest platform, and I knew people that I grew up with who knew I rap. So if I lied, just to be like, nah, man, I never used to Yeah, I know, yeah. Like, like it's, it's people back home, like, nah, son, and you used to tapes. get busy, yeah. right? <laughs> So I live, I live much. Nah, rap. Matter of fact, I just wrote this verse, mm. and I, I I kicked the verse a cappella, and um, you know we, and then I ended up signing a deal with Empire off of that. The first mm. person to hit me up after I kicked that verse a cappella was Killer Mike, mm. and Killer Mike's not a person I love and respect for mm-hmm. him, and he's the homie, but it, we don't speak. Mm-hmm. Every day or very often, like I might just hit him. His birthday is on four twenty. I always remember Killer right. Mike's birthday. Hit him on his birthday. Might catch up with him. But Killer Mike was the first person to hit me. He said, "Yo, I see what you're doing. Mm. I like it. You know, keep going. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, to get that validation. So from that moment, and then I ended up signing the deal and doing my first project with Empire. Okay. Um, and, and yeah, that was the moment. I was like, man, I don't give a fuck with nobody. Think. Now, what was that first session like? Because you went in there with, with, with Ryo, right? Yeah, Ryo, man. Shout out to Ryo. That's funny. We're in Ryo's studio now. Yeah. Um, he was recording out another studio in Sunset Park, Brooklyn at the time. And um, Hovain, man, Hovain, um, you know, I was like, damn, where am I going to go record? He was like, yo, I, I know my man Ryo got a spot. Mm. So... I had actually been to that spot that Ryo was was at recording before. Because, again, I was doing music way before. I mm. just, But he said, nah, my man Ryo, let Ryo do the whole project. Like, okay. Because I just wanted somebody I could trust at this point. Because I knew the stakes was going to be high. So mm. me and Hovain walk in. And I, I, me and Ryo never met, but he knew me from interviews. He right, right. He do the interviews. So we walk in, and he's like, all right, um, where's the artist? Mm. Hovain <laughs> was like Rob's the artist he was like oh like oh. he didn't know that I was you know yeah. Hovain was just like yo I'm bringing an artist through yeah. and um 
he was like, okay, where's the artist? It's mm. like, it's Rob. He's like, oh, all right. <laughs> like, so, you know, it, it was that. And um, I had did two songs that night and um, mm-hmm. it came out dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I think I did Benz for my birthday, I believe. And I Don't Want to Wait. Okay. Maybe it was the first two songs that I did. Now it's blurry now. But, the, you know, they and then, you know, I was like, oh, shit, now nah, you can rap. Mm. And um, we just kept going from there. Now, when you went in there on that first session, was the intention to make a project or just to record songs? Yeah, no, 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 no. When, when I went in with Ryo, I knew we was recording the project. Okay. That's that's why we sought Ryo out because I said, man, I need, I didn't want to work with a lot of people and I didn't want to work in the studio. I didn't want to go to um, Manhattan. I didn't want to go like Blast Off or Quad or, I didn't want to go to any studio where I thought I might run into rappers yeah, like, that I know. Mm. Okay. I just wanted to kind of do it and, and let people know when it was out, this mm. is what I'm doing. I didn't want people to know what I was doing. So, um, you know, Ryo had a low-key spot in Sunset. And, you know, um, we used to go there. And I wanted to lock in with one person. I didn't want a lot of people around. I'm mm. still the type. There's never a lot of people in my studio sessions. It's usually just me and the engineer. Yeah. Because um, everything else feels like a distraction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what was your first rap name? Oh, my. God. And I want the bad one. Nah, like it was, it was, it was bad. It was I don't terrible. want, I don't want BK like Sife. First, I want, I want, I want the well, bad BK one. BK Sife was bad. <laughs> that's not, that's not that bad. Like if J Cole could come out and say his name was the pharmacist, the pharmacist. I, I don't think it's a lot of shit that's um, that bad. Um, my first one of my first ones was D Cipher. D Cipher. So and then that's where BK Sife came from. Like okay. we just showing it because I didn't like that. Sever was another one. Sever? Okay. Yeah, which was like that that's also when I used to when I was trying my hand at graffiti. Okay. So that was the name I that used to. That was your tag, tag yeah. yeah. But it, that shit didn't work out. It was terrible. <laughs> um so those are like the two early um names. Okay. Terrible. <laughs> now, how hard was it to put rap to the side and say I got to support myself and my family, and I might not be able to pick this back up. It was tough. The, the, I remember the night that I had to choose, mm. the night that, that I got the phone call, like, for my for my job at the time. I was working at XXL, and um, mm-hmm. I've told the story before. I was working at XXL, and I got a call from one of the higher-ups, like, yo, they, they about to put the axe mm. on you. For this rap and shit, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, it wasn't even a secret though. Mm. Like, I had joints on two dope boys, mm. Matt Right. I would take my glasses off and whatever the pictures I would use, but it was like Clark Kent Superman. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It didn't take a, a scientist. A genius, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's me. Like, it was never a secret. Yeah. I just never. I didn't come into work with it. Like, it was some. It was still something I did on my own time. But, okay. You know, they thought it might be a conflict of interest, and 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 the game was different back then. Like, I, I could see how it could be misconstrued. Mm. And I, I got like a late night call, like it's like midnight, like. Mm. And I'm at Double XL. The money isn't good. Like it's like I'm just getting by. Like every month, you got to figure out where to pay the bill. Okay, I'm gonna do half the light bill, and so I can pay this. And then, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you, like you there figuring it out, figuring it out. <laughs> so it wasn't like the money was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was better than unemployment. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got my sons. So I remember getting that call. It was late at night. It was around midnight. And there was a fucking lump in my throat. Like, I was about to cry. Mm. Just from the emotion of, yo, I'm not doing nothing wrong. Like, this this job is... I love my job. Mm. It's barely playing the bills. 
and the shit that makes me happy, I can't. I can't do. I can't even do. And when my man called me, he he called me so sad. He was one of the high ups, and I had I remember having this lump in my throat because and then just feeling like I did something wrong. Like yo, I ain't do nothing wrong. Mm. Hi, man up though. Fuck it. Mm. Fuck rap. Like I, I I gotta feed my kid, man. I gotta feed I gotta feed my family. So it hurt, but it wasn't a tough decision. I made the decision right then and there, and, right. I, and I still wrote records or I would do raps, or I would do shit in my basement, and just never, you know, send them to the homies or whatever. Mm. But I would never um, put them out. You know what I mean? Okay. Now a double XL question. I don't want to bring that shit up, but I gotta ask no, this right. So now I was having a conversation with Mickey Facts, right? And it's Mickey. So <laughs> the nigga said he brought you Drake to put on the freshman cover on the freshman cover. And you was like, nah. Me? You didn't see it for Drake. He brought me Drake? He said he he said he mentioned something to you. He said Rob Markman, he mentioned something to you and said You gotta get Mickey on the phone. I had told Rob Markman and, and Date Swan, mm. y'all need to put Drake on here because I already had did the record with Drake. I was the I was the only one on that cover who had worked with Drake at the time. Yeah. Right. So I was like, we should put Drake on the cover. And they were like, nah, he doesn't have anything out yet. Ransom hadn't dropped with Wayne yet. Yeah. Uh, so and then so far, Gone had dropped like right after the cover. Nah, it, it just didn't. First of all, when me and Mickey had the Drake conversation, mm. the freshman cover was done. It was fin- we. The freshman cover came out like in November of that year. Okay, that Mickey was on. We shot the shit in August. Mm. It was funny because before I worked at Double XL, I, I had pitched Double XL Drake for Show and Prove mm. for the um, when he dropped the comeback season tape. Right. And as a freelancer, I was a freelancer at that point. Mm. And it was like, nah, for whatever reason. Um, I think the thing with Drake is just timing. But Mick, nah, it wasn't even... We had that conversation after. After, okay. Yeah, because it, it was around the time of maybe the VMAs. Because that's when Wayne came, or Summer Wars show, when Wayne came out and spit the verse to Money to Blow before we knew what the Money to Blow thing was. Mm. But everybody, you know, people on the inside knew that Drake had that verse. But the cover was shot already. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Drake didn't have anything out during that summer when Drake starts to heat up. Because I remember distinctly. So what the fuck did Mickey hear that? Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, Mickey knew Drake. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying. So Mickey had, because they, they did um, Overdose for Life mm. with Travis McCoy. Like, they did that. that so he knew. So he might have been hearing some records, but it wasn't like shit was coming out. Right. Like, I feel like. For me, when when I've really seen, and this is just me being honest, when I seen things start heating up with Drake, was maybe December mm. of that year, when he dropped Ransom, when yeah. him and him and Wayne was going back and yeah, forth for Ransom. That, that was one. We was like, yo, this is hard. Mm-hmm. And then everybody went away for Christmas break, and when we came back, it, it might have been January second or third, like when everybody comes back from mm. after New Year's, is um, every girl mm. drops. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, oh, this is going to be a problem. And then February is, is so far gone. So for me, at least through my recollection, that shit really started going. Like, he had comeback season and everybody was like, all right, this shit is dope. But it had died down. I guess he was working on whatever. Mm. And, and, you know, and then I, I think the heating up of Drake pre so far gone starts to happen in December, mm. if I'm remembering it correctly. But the cover was already shot. Like, that cover was shot. It was summertime. It was shot in all the things about magazines. Magazines are shot way in advance, right? Because you got to go, you got to go through edits, you got to go through the printer. Mm-hmm. So if you see something on the stands in November, that shit was shot months ago. It was shot yeah, months ago, yeah. like you know what I'm saying. So 
Damn, and Mickey gonna put me all the way under the bus. <laughs> that shit crazy. All right, Mick. I gotta, I gotta go get the actual quote. I'm gonna chop it in somewhere, but <clears throat> now I'm gonna hit. Let's call him right now. <laughs> I mean, you can call him. Yeah, yeah man. Gotta call. I don't know. Forget it. But um, <laughs> now you picked up this rap thing, right? Mm. And, and Late- by the way, me and Mickey mm. had a joint from back in the day. A word. Like, Mickey was one of the ones that knew I could rap. Me mm-hmm. and in the BK Sife days, me and Mickey had a joint. Oh shit. Yeah. Now, you're rapping, you're working, this rap thing is on the side now. Obviously, you know, married, kids, whatever. How do you run this past your wife and say, yo, I want to do this. <laughs> I want to I wanna rap too, and, but it's not going to bring in no money. I just want to do this though. Well, she, 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 always, she always knew. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, she always knew, but it's like yeah. I'm pursuing it now. Yeah. Now it's later nights. Yeah. We bought a little bit of money for the first project too, mm. but it, it wasn't a money thing. It, it, it's never a money thing with me and her. Like we ain't. She was concerned about. She was like, "Wait," because she didn't understand it either. She was like, "So what you like? You gonna quit?" I was like, "Nah, <laughs> this ain't that." And then she was like, "So what? You gonna go on tour? Like you just gonna be gone for three months at a time?" I said, "Yo, you." 10 steps ahead right. I'm not even ready right. I'm just trying to get this just, thing out I, just, I haven't done the first session with Ryo yet <laughs> yeah so I, I think um, when we had she was definitely like you know because I, I, I think you see what the lifestyle is and what yeah. it is so I think that that might have been the first thing that came to her mind but when I sat down and spoke to her and told her what it is she was like oh I get it okay and she's been super supportive you okay. know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good that's, that's what you need yeah now so you two albums in had songs on the radio, Rolling Loud performance, a bunch of performances. Now, is there any part of you that wants to go full throttle with this thing? With the music? With the music. Yeah. Like, like, I'm, I'm going, like, to me, I'm going full throttle now. I'm, I'm, um, I'm trying to drop another project this year. This you year? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm, so you've I'm, been working already? Yeah. Okay. So, um, just starting another project and... and God willing, there's going to be another project this year. Mm. Um, so to me, that's full throttle. You know, if the question is one or the other, nah, I don't have a desire for that. But okay. I, I take my when I'm rapping, I take my rapping seriously. So it's like it's, it's not like a hobby to me. You know what I mean? Um, so full throttle in the sense, yes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, if it means doing the rapping and putting genius to the side, nah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now I saw you not too long ago using the studio with Punch. Mm-hmm. Um, are you able to speak on what happened or what y'all talked about? Or? Um, he played me his album. Okay, he played you. Yeah, his that's album. that's the homie. He was in New York, um, and and he was like, "Yo, pull up to the studio," and you know, I laid a verse. Like we worked on something, not for his album, just just yeah. I don't okay. know where that's gonna end up. You know, there was like other artists in the studio too, so we worked on something. I don't know who ends up on the record or what. Like, okay. he was really just flexing and, and creating, and then um, he played his album. Okay. Yeah, um, for, for 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 the homies, and you know, we just talked about this project and stuff like that. Um, super dope body of work, man. That dude creates with such a purpose, mm. um, and it's so layered. And, and and what I love about his album, and not to give too much away, but you know. It sounds like there's things that 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 are very, you know, LA. There's things that are very Watts about it, very Nickerson Gardens, like mm. things very true to his neighborhood and his upbringing. Mm. That's unique, okay, to it. And there's themes that run in this album, and we understand it because we all come from the hood. Mm. But 
it feels like I'm there. It doesn't feel like, you know, I'm from Flatbush, Brooklyn. He paints a picture real well. He, super well, but it feels very unique mm-hmm. to his location on the map. And I, I think that's what we miss for rap. I think sometimes you can hear rap and everything sounds like it comes from one place. Everything right. sounds like it comes from Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. Or, or whatever, down to the slang, the, the this, the that. And I, and I hear that and I, and, and I can see how he came up and I could see a different place different mm-hmm. from the place that I came up and, and that's what I kind of appreciate about it it's super cinematic in that way you know when it's coming out nah you, you got a release date or no yeah. nah, I, that, that's the one I stay <laughs> pressing them for that I, I don't know if there's a hard release date but um, sooner than later it, I heard an album mm-hmm. I heard a complete album alright top to bottom alright now you've had some really high highs in hip hop now what have been your your lows um my lows in hip hop you know, when um, <clears throat> prior to working in the industry, like I was working in the mailroom for mm-hmm. a clothing company named Delia's, and uh, it's funny Delia's is a place that a lot of rappers work. Um, okay. Because the hours were flexible. I worked in the mailroom, but it was a call center. Um, I, you know, I met Immortal Technique used to work there. Poison Pen used to work there. Mm. A mill from Rockefeller used to work there. She used to be our, our supervisor over at customer service. Oh shit! Like. You know, a ton of bad seed, shout out to bad seed. Um, but th- th- you know, that's where I worked, and I worked in the mailroom. And then I got into this place where I was like writing album reviews for the source of Double XL and Vibe at night, mm. um, as a side thing. When I got my first full time job, it was at a place called Scratch Magazine. I don't know if you remember Scratch Magazine, um, it was the system Sounds magazine familiar. to Double XL. So, Double XL had Double XL. And then they had Double XL present Scratch Magazine. Which yeah, that was, sounds like like vaguely familiar. It, it was the magazine where they put producers on the cover. So Dr. Dre was on the first. Yeah, that makes sense. Primo yeah, you know. got a, a cover. Yeah. Um. So they brought me in at the tail end. Um. Brendan Frederick, who who now is is um the director of content. He oversees all the content at Genius. Mm. Um. He brought me in the Scratch, and took a chance on me. And he they they were honest. They were like, listen, man, the magazine is not doing well. It might not be around much longer. We trying to save it. And he hired me. He gave me my first full-time job Okay. as a journalist. Um, so I left my mailroom job where I was making more money. I was making more money in the mailroom than I was making at Scratch Magazine. Hmm. And also, then I couldn't freelance for other magazines. Okay. So all the freelance money I was making on top of my mailroom salary, I yeah, couldn't get that either. Couldn't do that no more. I took a major hit to go there financially. But it and it was something that I, I love to do. At this point, I had I had my first kid, mm-hmm. so I'm like, man, we're gonna take a chance. That's a that's a crazy chance. It's like first kid, you don't yeah. know what to expect. I New bought, dad. I bought my first crib too. I bought a house. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my wife had bought a house at that time, and working in the mailroom. And so what happens is I, I go to Scratch magazines for less money, mm-hmm. and then three uh, three months later, a couple months later, three issues later. The magazine folds, mm. so I get called. And Elliot Wilson is the editor in chief of Double um, XL at the time, so he's overseeing the whole operation. So mm. I, I go to lunch. I remember it was a night, man. I must have worked till midnight that night, <laughs> and I come back the next day. We we sent the magazine to the printer. Mm. Next day was easy. I go out to lunch with somebody. It was rare that I took a whole lunch break. You know right, what I'm right. But it, and it was rare that anybody took a whole lunch break. Whole staff worked hard, but mm. we had just shipped out to the printer. It wasn't much to do the next day. And when I come back, they was like, yo, Elliot's looking for you. 
And when they told me that, I knew what it was. Because mm. Elliot was never... We talked yeah, but he was a little never. bit, but I was so junior. It wasn't like we had conversations. It wasn't like he ever saw yeah, me out. Yeah. So when they was like, Elliot's looking for you, I said, oh, oh shit. Here it go. And um, they let me go. Mm. They were folding the magazine. It wasn't personal. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were folding the magazine. And a couple of weeks before, I had found out my wife was pregnant with my second kid. <laughs> so I got two kids on the way. I took a pay cut. And... Um, you know, kind of struggling to pay the bills, and and and, and I left. Um, so that was tough because I was like, did I make the wrong decision? I should have mm. stayed in the mailroom. Because when I was in the mailroom, there was people telling me I, I wasn't cut out for journalism. Play it I, safe. You'll never make it. You'll mm. never do it. Like just stick to the mailroom. Do your thing. Yeah. And I was like, damn, did I make a mistake and fuck shit up? I'm just, I'm just thinking about my kids at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I fuck shit up? Main Am I priority. gonna lose this house? Then mm-hmm. I had to refinance the house. Um all types of shit and I was unemployed for about three months mm-hmm. but um, then XXL hired me back they had an opening and they hired me back for the same salary so I'm still so like I'm still paying <laughs> way less than I made in the mailroom and, th- and at that time I remember I I would charge gas and this is when gas was sky high sky mm. gas was due to fucking like three four dollars yeah any any gas and my groceries mm. I, w- I would charge and I, I just wouldn't pay the credit card off. So yeah, I, yeah. I accumulated like a lot of debt, just kind of getting like necessities and shit like that. Mm. But um, so that, that was probably like the low point because it had me really questioning um if I made the right decision. Mm. You know, okay. And, you know, but we we got through that. Got through that. Got yeah. through the hard time. So yeah. everything's good now. So now back to the music side. Now what? Now who's on your your list of artists that you still want to work with? That know. you've yet to work I, with. I'm, everybody, right? Like, yeah, I mean, anybody, yeah. who, anybody who's great. Like That's Jay, somebody. Jay-Z. Like, right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to rap with people who who could rap for real. Like, it it, it, it was so dope to me. I, I, I was... It felt dope to rap alongside Styles P. Yeah. Somebody who I knew was so, so dope mm. and has been dope. And me hearing it back and being like, yo... I don't care if you think he had a better verse or if I had the better verse. Christian yeah, came out too. Key. Yeah. But I kept up. There's nobody who could hear that record and be like, bro, I don't belong on this record. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it sound like you always want to debate about your favorite. So, you know, it goes back to that still, sharp and still or being able to, to rap with punch. And actually, I think I think Itchy Ball and Don, I think Willie B had the best verse on, on Last Up at Babylon. He killed mm-hmm. that he shit. He killed that shit. But being able to rap and force each other to keep up and elevating like that. That's who I kind of want to collaborate with. So, mm. you know, the Royce, the five nines, like anybody who's just going to like force me to, to have to really do the very best that I could do. Um, mm. Royce would be amazing. I mean, Hove is like a dream collaboration, but kiss, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But I'm not really thinking about collaborate. I don't know if there's going to be many, at least rap features on this next album. Um, What's the direction of this next album? Is it more geared towards something more personal? Is it? Uh, it's it's still kind of working out, but it, it's, mm. it's in a similar vein. I, I would say expected to make because to me, right to dream was a statement that was right. me telling people, "Yo, you got a right to dream, mm. and don't let nobody get in your way, and nobody stop you." It, you know, it's too late at the wake. Is had had a message to it. Mm. You know, um, definitely expect the next project to make a statement. Okay. Um, a, a motivational statement, a strong motivational statement. Um, you know, I think that's kind of my calling. I think when, when I see the fans kind of reach out to me about what it is that they love, they fuck with the music, but they fuck with the way the music make them feel. Mm. The music make them feel like they could 
break through to whatever they trying to break through. So it's going to be a continuation of that for sure. Now, you spoke earlier about haters, right? And niggas just, you know, mm -hmm. same wayward, off the wall shit. Now, every so often, right, like on the Joe Budden podcast, Maul will throw a shot, mm -hmm. right? Now, what Rockefeller album did you give a bad review or like what happened? Like, what's up with you know. and Maul? <laughs> I've met Maul one time, so I don't know. Um, and the funny thing is, I don't. I haven't listened to the Joe Budden podcast in a long time, so like I hear things that get back to me, and I can't, I can't tell you what it is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's not stopping nothing that I'm doing. Like I don't I mean, even really hear the shots, like people. And and then too, the mm. other thing is, I don't listen to the podcast. I don't listen to very many podcasts. I, I, I have it. I have my own podcast, and mm. I used to be like, damn, well, how do people even listen to this? Right, you know what right. I'm um. And it comes back to you. Twitter says something. Yo, they, they said this. Mm. Or one of the homies said me, yo, they said that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I find like in times like that, when you go back, it's like somebody's putting extra on it. it. It might not never be quite the way that the person said it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I didn't mm. go looking for it. Somebody's like, yo, he said this and that about you. I'm just, all right. Yeah, because I just be listening. I'm like, he didn't do shit to you. Like, I've, I've, just... Random I, shots. I was like, like, just, I did, like, it was one time. It was just like a random shit. Like they was talking about something completely different. It was like, right. yo, I just saw this shit on Instagram, and he just rattled that off, and just it was like a snide remark. I was like, what do you got against Rob, my nigga? I, you know, um, whatever. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so, like, I don't even know what to say about it, man. Because it's like if people gonna say shit about you mm. in this game, and the more you put yourself out there, you know, it, it, it's funny. It's, it's like. I remember when nobody wanted to talk about me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, what you going to do? You, you know, I've listened to the podcast before. Like I said, I haven't listened in a long time. Mm. They talk about people. Nicki Minaj gets talked about. Good job. <laughs> the car. That's like, yeah. so if you're putting yourself out there, you're going to get talked about. So mm. if I zero in on this one thing, it is what it is. If, it, if it's a real issue, it's a real issue. And at some point, it'll come to a head. But I ain't even... Like, I don't go looking for it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like why would I go, yo, he said something. Oh, yo, yeah. what's what's the timestamp? Yeah, I gotta yeah, hear yeah. like, You know what I'm saying? I don't know, but shit like, the, like that bothers me. It's like, yo, why am I in your mouth, bitch? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't be getting I, like, yo, we gotta address it as men. Like, what's the problem? Right. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know him to even address it. Like, mm -hmm. we, we met one time. Um, one time I was a guest on the podcast mm -hmm. a while ago, and it was cool. Was so I, I couldn't tell you. You're right. Yeah, the energy was I mean, cool. I, I, I could, and it, to me, it hasn't been an interaction since. So, okay. I, you know, I, I don't know, but I don't walk around like worrying about it. Like, mm. it, it's not a real issue. Yeah, it's not a. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying. So I hope like, not, but you know, it is what it is. Nah, like it can't be. Like, like it can't. I, I, like, I don't. I don't know shit. Yeah, <laughs> mind my, my business. You know me, mind my, my business. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know shit. Exactly. Um, <laughs> now, um, one bar you said, I forgot the song. It was. It said. I just I just want to be remembered. Mm. What does Rob Markman want to be remembered for when it's all said and done? Um, well, what's the bar? I just focus on my legacy, and if I'm lucky, maybe one day they remember me. Yeah, yeah. Um, just that I did the right way. Okay. And 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 and, and I put my love to the forefront. I put what I love to the forefront, and and that you know, hopefully, I think when it's all said and done, that that I inspire people, but. You know that I did it, did it the right way. I ain't shortchanged it. I, I gave it my all. Mm. 
and, and the inspiration that that's a new thing now i think i, I got into it and, and a lot of people talk about how i inspired them my journey inspires them mm. and that feels dope so if i can inspire you to do something great that's amazing like remember me for that oh yeah now wait hold up one last thing right red light special yeah ever coming back I don't know. I don't see it. You don't see I, it? Yeah. You know, it goes back to that thing that I said. Like, I used to have a podcast, right? The Red yeah. Light Special. And um, Did you ever talk to T-Pain? Yeah, I, I did. Um, <laughs> I did. We did a genius level with T-Pain over at Genius. We did a whole big yeah, hour long interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm going to send you the link. Um, but we tried to get T-Pain so many times That's on the Red Light Special. <laughs> I remember listening like, yeah, we just need T-Pain. And I, and I can say I'm done. But it's like, you never got T-Pain. The shit just ended. yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, what what happened was though with the red light special is it, it, it was just I realized that I didn't I was doing podcasts and it was cool, mm. but I didn't love. It it, mm. it started to become work. Yeah, and I, I wasn't getting the money. Mm. Like it wasn't like monetarily making sense. Yeah, yeah. At that point, um. And, and it was work to book it, to come up with something to talk about every week. And, and I just realized my heart wasn't mm. in it. And, and, and I didn't have the time. Like, it, it was, I was still new to Genius at that point. So mm. I'm still trying to build Genius and, and, and get your build footing my and thing then, and get acclimated now you got this. to it. And then at the tail end is when the rapping thing mm. started to come into play. Okay. So I, I knew there was no way I could do genius do an album and do the podcast mm. um and then my heart just wasn't in it anymore and i, I was i was just like man I, I i personally can't do it like it just didn't make sense mm-hmm. i didn't enjoy doing it um and you know it was crazy because kristen is, is dope and, and her and i remain friends to this day mm. um you know I, w- I wanted her to cont- i was like continue it like find another like take it, run with it. Like, That's kind of hard, saying? man. Once you do that many episodes and build that rapport, yeah. it's kind of hard to just throw somebody else but, in there. But even that too, I again, it goes back to to not getting what you want out of it too, and the validation. Mm. While I was doing it, I was like, "Yo, is anybody listening?" Like, and yeah, it was a bunch of motherfuckers you put me on to. I was <laughs> like, "Yo, I like this nigga." <laughs> I, I wasn't. It's funny, man. Rest in peace to to Combat Jack because. Reggie say, man, we did that on the Loudspeakers Network, mm. and Reggie took a, 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 a chance. I went to go meet Reggie for advice. I was just like, yo, how do podcasts work? Because I was just thinking about it. It mm. wasn't even something. Oh, you shouldn't and, have told Reggie that shit. And I gave him the idea. He said, yeah. okay, so you're going to start Monday. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he was always jumping like, yo, you got an idea? You want to do it <laughs> yeah. here? Okay, cool. So so we did it. And and amazing mm. like that that he he welcomed me with open arms because that was a, a brother that I respect. Mm. Um, and Chris Morrow as well, who right. was the loudspeaker network. And Chris, they really believed in us. And Chris really believed, Chris Morrow really believed in the project, uh, in in the podcast. And he thought we was early in the space. He said, yo, there's about to be an explosion of R&B. Mm. Nobody is doing it in the space, in the podcast space, the way you guys are doing it. You're going to be in the forefront. Like, you're feeling the pain now because it's early. Right. But you have to keep on. You have to be consistent mm. and, and, and just keep on and mm. watch. And I I just, my heart wasn't in it to be as consistent. Um as it was, you know, with all the work that it took versus everything else that I was going right, on. Right, right. If I didn't have 
genius and I didn't have music. Yeah, I could dedicate time to it. It wasn't that I didn't love R and B. It was a lot that went into it though. And and he was right. R and B exploded after that. Like I think about a lot of times who would have been on that podcast. Like we had Bryson Tiller. Yeah. On the podcast like early. Um and but you know we we. We ended the podcast before Daniel Caesar comes out for real. Yeah. Before Khalid mm-hmm. comes out for real. Her. Before her, like the explosion yeah. of her. Um, you know, Ari Lennox. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like artists who are doing amazing things in the R&B space right now. I, I think it could have been a home for them. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it, if it'll ever come back. I just don't know when when I'd find the time. And I think people are also now starting to fill that space of concept. Yeah, it's kind of like an oversaturation. But you know, I mean, you get in where you fit in type of thing. Yeah. But I think I'm done with all my questions. I don't got shit else. So where can everybody find you? Where can they find your music? Social media is all that good stuff. Um. Yeah. It's just Rob Markman. R O B M A R K M A N. That's Instagram. That's Twitter. Facebook is Rob Martin Music. Um, you know, you can find me on Genius. I do a show every week called For the Record. Mm. Um, and my music, man, on Spotify, <laughs> Apple, just anywhere you listen to music is on Audio Mac. Anywhere you listen to music, Rob Martin is too late at the wake. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to stand up here and front, like, stream it, man. Let's get them streams Let's get some up. fucking streams up, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the streams ain't everything, but it, it really helps move things. But... Um, Hit me, man. Uh, talk to me. I, I, I talk back. Um, it's all good. Like I said, whether it's one or one hundred, whether it's one hundred or one million, mm. I fuck with everybody who who support it. And and you know, I just want to thank you, Doug, because mm. this is a really dope interview. This might have been the dopest interview I've done. Um, it means a lot to me. <laughs> nah. From a motherfucker that interviews people for a living, you, that hits me right in my heart. It does. Nah, <laughs> it's dope because I, I I feel like you 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 listen. Um, to the project you like picked up on things um, and it's the way I approach my interviews mm. as well and so sometimes it's hard for me to be interviewed because I yeah I, I want, I want to treat it. you like an actual artist instead That's of like hard. you know like the journalism shit everybody talks about that yeah, oh yeah. Rob, Rob Markman but I wanted to actually know Rob Markman the artist the rapper yeah, stuff like that. So yeah, but it, you, you, yeah. even 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 the mall question, I'm like, oh, he in it. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I listen, I take notes. I'm like, yo, one day I'm gonna fucking talk to this nigga. I'm and you know, I'm writing I wish shit I, down. I wish I had a better answer for you. Like, I wish I had something that that Cause might like go I, further for you. Because like I said, the two times I seen you in Connecticut, it was like, yo, I want to go up to him, but it's like yeah. it's like niggas swarming him. I don't want to, you know, be one of them people in the crowd like yeah one day I'm gonna just interview him right. and then we gonna get our picture and we yeah, gonna chop yeah. it up and then it's gonna be I don't, I don't never yeah. feel like that by the way like sometimes it's like it just might be too much to, to pay yeah, everybody attention exactly but, but if a motherfucker I'm just on some if a motherfucker show me love like mm. I'm gonna show that love right back cause it could be the other way and, and a lot of times there'll be people in the crowd who, who might not who they'll they'll, they'll vibrate Mm. The love, like you'll feel that energy, but they won't necessarily come up to you, and that's cool too. But anybody who takes the time to stop and, and want to chop it up, like I'm with that man, because I know what that means. I know what what that meant for me as I was making my journey. Mm. Um, and I, I really feel we all just like my success or what kind of way I'm at in my career. Mm. Don't make me better than like you have the same potential. Like it might be a year from now, we might be talking. This podcast might be the biggest thing in the fucking world. Speak like, into existence. That's maybe. what I'm saying though. But but it, it, it's like the amount of listens you get or streams you get or your popularity or your follow on Twitter. None of that shit matters. None of it. You know what I'm saying? Like we all the same at the end of the day because those of us that have it, that shit can go away. Mm. What's gonna happen when when Instagram stops? 
counting likes, right? They said they're going to stop displaying how many yeah. likes you get. What's going to happen? I swear I, I want to write a movie about that shit where the internet just fucking goes away. But do you do you see that shit when see, Instagram goes down? You see how crazy shit. Yo, on everybody's like, on Twitter like, yo, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know what to do with my hands. Like it's like, nigga, go outside, go read a book, go do something. Yeah. Like live life. Instagram, you like this fucking phone? I hate this phone. I just gotta be on it though. Right, right. So it is what it is. But uh, Rob, yo, thank you, man. man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. All right. All right. So uh, one thing's for certain: we too much for these niggas and three much for these hoes. I go by the name of Domino. That's Rob Markman. And we out of here. Domino, motherfucker, what's that? C'est tout.